Does your spouse support your writing? Have you considered writing as a way to serve God as a couple? Today's episode brings joy and some tips to the concept, How Writing Ruined My Wife. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in. During this episode, we step into the lives of an author and her supportive husband as we enjoy a fun conversation wrapped around how writing ruined my wife. My industry experts are Edie and Kirk Melson. Edie and Kirk love nothing more than God and doing life together. Edie is an author who feels lost without her camera and a card-carrying introvert who loves to encourage an audience. And she embraces the ultimate contradiction of being an organized creative. As an author, blogger, and speaker, she has encouraged and challenged audiences across the country and around the world, often with her husband at her side. Kirk is an engineer of 40-plus years, and while his professional training isn't in the publishing industry, he's Edie's support in all she does, and they've both shared a home office since 1999 and lived to talk about it. Kirk is instrumental in helping her behind the scenes as Edie directs the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference and runs an online blog that's been included in the Writer's Digest list of 101 top sites for writers since 2017. They live in the upstate of South Carolina, the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, near all three of their grown sons and grandkids. When they're not playing with computers or babies, you can often find them with their big black dog wandering the mountains. Edie hanging off ledges for the best pictures and Kirk carrying her tripod. Edie and Kirk Melson, welcome to your best writing life. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, so good to have you both. All right. So we have a great topic today and I will tell you folks You are going to enjoy this. You are going to love it. And we have a great giveaway for you at the end. Let's get right into here. Edie, I've heard you say over and over again how supportive Kirk is with your writing and publishing efforts. I'm going to get that word out, out of here, publishing efforts. But today, I'd like to hear from both of you about the specifics, especially since I've been looking at Kirk's column on the right conversation about, I love this title, How Writing Ruined My Wife. (laughs) This is so good. But before we get to that, let's look at the foundational ways that you both serve God together. So Edie, 
How has Kirk changed the way you look at your calling to write? Well, first of all, I think he has helped me to actually see my writing endeavors as a calling from God. Recently, I found myself at a crossroads where I was doubting my calling and I was really ready to give everything up. He he pointed out that God has and continues to work through the words that God gives me. And that when I get it right, and when I don't, God is still at work. And so many times his encouragement mm. has helped me stay focused on God instead of on circumstances. You know, I might I might miss out on a contract or not get an assignment. And he is very quick to point out that I'm doing this out of obedience and out of love of God and love of writing, not because this person or that person or this company gives me something. The second way he does mm. it is he was the first one in our family, first meaning even before me, to see my writing as a career choice. And he did that before I made any money at all. Because let's face it, wow. at the beginning of a writing career, everything costs money. Conferences, books, computers, mm. software, dues for organization memberships. Some months, it seems like when you're starting out that money is just pouring out of the budget with nothing coming in. And so Kirk helped me to see this part of my writing journey as training. He actually called it college. He budgeted for it. And one year when I was, when I was trying to figure out whether or not to attend a conference, he told me that this was my college training. He saw it that way. And, uh, that I should see it that way. And so he has refused to let me give in to guilt about spending family money on a dream and helped me see that in a lot of ways, I'm more of a missionary and he is being supportive of that. Oh, I like that you mentioned that the beginning of our writing career we're spending and spending and spending, and many writers see that beginning stage really as a money pit. And for their spouse, that can become this huge area of discontent. They can get frustrated. They, you know, why don't you get a real job? We hear that from other people as well. But seeing it as an investment, as college money, that's fantastic. And I truly believe if it's our calling, seeing it as an investment, seeing it as paying tuition is the best way to look at it because then we take it seriously. And I believe, Edie, that we're going to come out the other side with an amazing degree. We will have mastered the course that God has set in our path. That is most excellent. All right, Kirk. How did you know that this was a calling for Edie? She said that you knew it before she did. How did that come about? Well, I think um, a lot of it came from the fact that Edie and I have always been very close. Uh, and we've worked really hard at getting close to God 
And because of that, we get very close together. As we move closer to God, we move closer together. And as you're close and you see what your partner is going through, you see their wishes. You know, for a long, long time, Edie has been writing even since she was uh, very young. And uh, she had mentioned it several times that she really wanted to write. But, you know, the thing was that I would see that going along and it just kind of filed away in the back of my head as as something that was really inside her that uh, probably someday needed to get out. And then when it came about of making a decision about this, it was pretty clear to me that it was something from God because her writing that she was talking about doing was about God Mm. and it was to draw others to God. And that's a very high calling. But the thing about it though, for me was that, you know, like any other calling for anybody, it's not a calling for one person. If you're married, it's always a calling Mm. for the two of you. I think about a, a pastor and his wife. Well, that wife better be bought in because she's got to do some work behind the scenes. Uh, a lot of times as much or more than the pastor to, to uh, fulfill that calling. So it's always a calling on both of you to a certain extent, whether or not, you know, I, I definitely don't have the talents. I don't have the responsibilities that she does because she's kind of out front. But the reality is I see that, she has been called to minister to a certain group of people, and that's part of me too. And so it was easier to see that way. Mm. Your perspective from the sidelines, per se, sounds like it really opened up your spiritual eyes to what God was doing in and through Edie. And, you know, I believe as writers, those who are called to walk in a certain direction. Sometimes we may not see all the activity that God is doing in our lives, but those who are close to us, and I like that you said this, Kirk, that you've always been together. You've always been close with each other. And that ability to see what the other doesn't, to recognize the hand of God is so important and that's why we're called to help one another. We're, we're helpmates. We, we come alongside. We fill in the gaps when the other one takes a step one way. And God is good to give that to us. And calling it a calling for the two of you, that's exactly how we should look at it. And when we do, then there's no distraction. There's not, I'm better than you are. You're more important than me. And I'm going to share with both of you, you've both both met Sam. And that was one of the things that my pastor had walked up to me one day and he said, you know, Linda, he said, I really need to share this with you. I've never met a husband who is so supportive of his bride and he lifts you up in what God has called you to do. And I could learn from him. I will tell you that opened my eyes because Edie, I don't know if you ever knew that Kirk was lifting you up. I was not aware of what Sam was saying to other people when I wasn't in his presence. And to hear that just really reassured me that I was with the right person. 
I have been really fortunate. I have been aware of of the things that Kirk has said. And, you know, I have people tell me. And I've also done little judicious eavesdropping at time. And it's it's <laughs> it's been, you know, just heart, soul giving um, what I hear from Kirk. Mm. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing, too, I think that's important there is that, um, you know, it, the Bible says that we are one. Mm. And if we're one, uh, I don't want to be cutting myself down all the time, other than joking a little bit occasionally. But the reality is that, you know, um, she's part of me and I'm part of her. And um, and I see, sure, she has weaknesses out there. Boy, do I. I have lots more, but I see so much positive and so many changed lives out of what comes from Blue Ridge and, and from her blog and uh, from her writing that, um, you know, it's exciting for me to talk about her. Amen. Well, you brought up Blue Ridge, so let's let's talk about Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference for a minute. Edie is the director and Kirk, your involvement is behind the scenes but it's equally vital. It's very important. How do you see your role in this big part of Edie's life? Well, mostly I think it's doing things that God is very clear to each of us to do just anyway. In other words, he calls us to love other people. And when we go to these conferences, I see my role as supporting her by supporting the other people that are there. And Mm by, you know, doing menial tasks that as an engineer, I can do pretty easy, but then just reaching out to other people. And I'll tell you what, what a community it is, the whole writing community, but also Blue Ridge and the people that attend. You got some that are newbies and 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 searching around to figure out where things are and what to do. And you got others that have been there, they're veterans and I do a lot of things that people don't know about with Edie just to help her out because she's got a big load on her. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest things are, you know, at Blue Ridge anyway, are just kind of helping with the organization and things that are coming up and then helping with the audio and the audio recordings. And just when she needs somebody to go run over there and do a task for her, I'm there for her to do that. But in the, in the process of it all, I find it to be a blast just to be there for other people that are that I see that are lost or hurting or something. I'd love to just go give them a hug and uh, help them find their way. Oh, and I can concur with that. I've been a recipient of your hug. Actually, I think I kind of demand it. So, <laughs> you know, when I <laughs> I don't know that you have much of a choice there, Kirk, but it is it is a family, and to be able to have that support and as a writer as a leader to know that you are supported by your spouse it's priceless it is absolutely priceless thank you so much for that kirk edie mm. offer us if you would some other tangible ways that kirk has supported you you know throughout your writing one of the things he does is he listens to my ideas i can talk things out and do 
sort of verbal brainstorming because, you know, I think with my mouth a lot of times. And so he's there when I need to run something by him or when I'm chasing for a word or a concept. Um, I started writing when our kids were very young. They were in, in preschool and grade school when I started. And trying to find a time when I could write was hard. And so we came up with a schedule where back when I had plenty of energy, I would write in the wee hours of the morning, like midnight till 4 a.m. And what Kirk would do is he would get up and get the boys to school. He would run carpool and get them to school so that I could sleep in and then be ready and we could be a family again when the kids got out of school and have supper and do evening stuff before we started all over again. So he was willing to do that. He also is constantly reminding me that I am following God. I am not chasing after man's approval. So when I get a bad review or a bad comment or I put out a social media post and it goes nowhere, he's very quick to remind me that God may have that for just one person or for reasons that I don't understand and I need to focus on following God. He has also taken over, thank the Lord, the accounting part of my business. He keeps track of the inventory. He balances the checkbook every month. He categorizes things. I mean, he's amazing. And when I put something out on social media, he is the first person to like it or share it. And that just means the world to me that he is paying attention to what I'm doing and he is quick to share it. If he has a friend who has a need or something that one of my books can help with, he's the first person to go to Amazon, buy that book and have it shipped. So he just does some really amazing things that constantly support me, encourage me, and help keep me on track. Mm. I can see how all of this would be so beneficial for every writer. And whether their spouse is a hubby or wife, all of these things, again, brings about what Kirk was mentioning, that you're, you're together, you are one, and therefore what you do, you do for one another. And it's just kind of walking in rhythm with how God has called us to be as husbands and wives. So all of this is great. And I know that Kirk is so proud of you, Edie, and all that you do. And he's he's patient and he's kind. He's not perfect. Or Kirk, I'm not going to say you're perfect. I'm, I, I'm sorry. that I'm not going that far. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. But But it's evident as well. And I just want to toss that out for a moment, folks. When others see how the partner, the spouse, treats the writer or the writer treats the spouse out in public, it says more than your writing ever will. And always to keep into consideration, this is a person closest to you, always lift up their heads. Always, always. And if we do that, we're going to be on the right track. So this is, this is excellent. Well, Kirk, I'm going to come back to you. What are some things that you see as important to supporting a spouse who's a writer? Well, a lot of the things that, that Edie uh, brought up just now, I think, are, are 
important, but I think it's more of a priority issue. You know, I worked engineering and I worked overtime engineering a good bit during the time that she was writing and getting started and and this type of thing. But most of my work I could do at different times during the day. I was very blessed to be able to work from home for the last nearly 25 years. And although I have very strict deadlines and things that I had to adhere to, I could take an hour break during the day. If she needed something right then, I could go do that. Or if if I needed to be at the ballpark with the kids, well, sometimes I was taking that computer with me and hammering stuff out up in the stands. Uh, other people looking at me funny, but it's a priority. You make those things a priority to help your spouse. And Edie does the same for me all the time. And I think that's important. Whatever you can do to, to support the calling that both of you have. Trust me, it's not easy to do some of the things she says, and I messed it up a lot, especially on things like she would give me a draft of something to read and wanted me to give her some critique back on it. Well, I'm an engineer. So it would come back with all kind of markups of, well, you need a comma here and you need a semicolon here, or you need a whatever there, and you need to add a word here. This word doesn't look right. And really what she was looking for is the overall concept fit together. Is the story followable? Is it, you know, that type of thing. And so it took a lot of uh, back and forth to figure out and work out what she was looking for from me. And I think you have to be attentive to that because she's going to fix all that other stuff in the end anyway. You got to learn what you need to do to support, I guess, is the really better way to say it. And you got to work on perfecting what you're doing there. The accounting for the business and all, you got to be a little bit careful in that from an engineering standpoint or from a a spouse's standpoint, we don't always understand the importance of certain expenses and things that are going on. And you think maybe there's a lot of wasted expenses on this or that, but you got to realize a writer has to read and a writer has to do a lot of things that the average career out there doesn't have to do. And so you have to be sensitive to that and and understand that. And once again, just to realize that we have ups and downs in every career that we have. And your writer spouse is no different. And they're going to have times where they're very discouraged because they, they deal on things very personally. They create a story inside them. And everything they do is personal to them. And when they get critiqued by an editor or an agent or a publisher or all the above or writing groups, it hurts them in in certain ways. And they get callous to it over time. But you got to be sensitive and understand what your wife is going through and be there to do whatever makes her happy. Make her some candy or make her some cake or take her out to eat or give her a big hug or whatever she needs at the time. And I'm just fortunate. I have such a terrific relationship with Edie. God has really blessed us. And I know you and Sam do as well. And it's, there's just nothing that can replace that. Mm, it is true. When God brings us together, when he orchestrates that, the best thing we can do is get out of his way and just, you know, be obedient to that call. And he, he will bless it as well. All right, now I'm going to I'm going to jump over the track here. I get to do something a little bit fun. Your column, How Writing Ruined My Wife. 
Okay. I've got a couple links down in the show notes, folks, for you to go over and just take a look and, and just read and giggle and enjoy. Kirk, tell me a little bit about how Edie ruined TV watching for you. I need to hear that. Oh, this goes on all the time. So we, <laughs> we watch these shows and they're all these detective shows and things like that. And if it's an hour long show in the first 10 minutes, she's already got the plot lined out and she tells me. Because she wants to, not because she's bragging much, but anyway, she tells me what the plot is. And I sit there and I think, well, why would you think that? And I'll ask her. And she'll say, well, that's why I would have written it. And nine times out of 10, she's got it right. It really doesn't ruin it. It's really just, it just fascinates me with my wife to see how well she understands the technique and things that go into coming up with a plot on things like that. It's it's fun. It's it honestly, it's a lot of fun. Edie, you probably could chime in here for a second. I do the same thing with Sam, but I stopped doing that years ago because I would go, ah, and he'd look at me and he'd go, what? I go, nothing. He said, no, you uh, why did you uh? I said, well, I, are you going to tell me you know who it is? And I go, well, yeah. He goes, you can't. I go, okay. <laughs> And he goes, no, I want you to write it down, write it down on a piece of paper that you know who it is. And after the first, second time I did it, he went, I just, I just don't, don't make us. I don't want to hear any more us, but it began. So I was like going, well, I can't, I can't tell you, I can't watch it. And so Edie, do you ever feel that way? No, because Kirk, Kirk gets into the game and actually it's after so many years of doing this, he does it too. He knows. He will look at me mm-hmm. and go, it's this, isn't it? And I'll go, yeah, it is. And we'll just giggle. And, you know, it's it's just fun. We have to be careful not to do it when the other people are around because they're not yes. real thrilled with it. But, oh, we have tons of fun together trying to outwit each other and figure out what is what. And it's just, it's a blast. Oh, it is fun. Kirk, I know a lot of husbands love to give their wives jewelry. They can go out, find some beautiful items for Christmas, for birthdays, for special occasions. But I've heard that Edie's kind of more of a gadget gal than jewelry. So what in the world do you get for her? She is a total (laughs) geek. Everything she wants is a little electronic gadget of some type. And it's in most of it is is in technology that I'm not very familiar with. So I hate to do it. But a lot of times I end up just saying, "Okay, what do you want? I mean, um, you know, because I don't even know what the stuff is that she wants. Sometimes I don't even know that technology exists which is really bad because I consider myself an engineer and pretty darn computer literate. But you know what? There's computer literate in one industry and there's computer literate in something else. And it's completely different. So, yeah. (laughs) Knowing what they love, and this goes both sides of the road, right? Whichever spouse, if you know what they love, give them what they love. And that just says, you know, I know your favorite color is this. I know this about you. And that's that intimate connection. And golly, that sure does go a long way as we support one another. And I've also heard that you've started speaking a new language, Kirk. Yeah. um, You know, genre, you know, it just (laughs) wasn't in my language before. I never 
I never talked about that kind of stuff. And, you know, indie publishing, I, I, I figured that was in India. I don't know. I just didn't know anything about some of these things. Um, I didn't even know that it was po possible to self-publish something. I, I just keep seeing an old-style typewriter sitting in front of me when I think about that kind of stuff. So there's still some terms I don't have any clue about um, that she uses. I'll hear it, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Hmm. And Edie, I know that uh, Kirk has hel helped you with the fundamental parts of writing as well. Absolutely. He's helped me come up with a tagline. Um, my tagline is find your voice, live your story. But it took a long time to kind of come up with those words in that order. And he helped me brainstorm that. When I was getting ready one year at, for a writer's conference, he let me practice my pitch the way that I would try to to interest a publisher or an agent in my book. And he would let me practice it in front of him. Um, we tell writers at the Blue, in the Blue Ridge Conference, you know, practice in front of a mirror. And that is great. And that will get it there. But it's even better when you practice in front of a real person. And so he let yes. me do that. He's helped me on back cover copy because he's a reader, too. And he can say, you know, that totally wouldn't interest me or, ooh, I like that or whatever. Mm. Um, he knows what YA stands for and what speculative fiction or spec fic is. So he's just really been good about coming up to speed and learning learning the lingo in the publishing industry. And as writers, we love what we do and we don't want it to be an interference in the relationship. We actually would love for it to draw us closer together. And it sounds like that's what both of you are doing. And it's just so amazing. And, and I love this. You know what, Edie, you have an exceptional husband. You really do. What encouragement would you give to help writers to offer more grace to their spouses? Well, I think one of the first things, um, and this applies to marriage in general, and it applies to writers with spouses specifically, and that is stop expecting the other person to read your mind. Uh, what I do mm. is alien to my husband. What he does is alien to me. I don't get pages long calculations. I don't do that. Um, but I should not like when he was talking about how sometimes I would send things to him and ask him to give me feedback. Well, the first few times I did that cold, I didn't tell him what kind of feedback I wanted. And I got my feelings hurt because I was trying to figure out if, if what I wrote touched him or had an impact. And he was using a red pen. Yes, a literal red pen to mark up what I sent him. And the reason I got my feelings hurt was because I didn't tell him what I was looking for. So I have to be careful mm -hmm. to not expect him to read my mind. That is the biggest thing right there. The other thing is look mm -hmm. for ways to include your spouse. 
writing can be very solitary. It can be very insulating. I mean, I have my writer friends and we can get together and totally exclude him if we're not careful, because we're speaking a different language or we're talking in shorthand. And so I think it's really important to include your spouse in what you're doing. And that helps them to understand, which helps them to be able to feel more a part of what we're doing. And along with that, the grace part is to not be offended when they are confused. Nobody was born knowing this stuff. Mm. As a writer, I've spent years learning the industry, learning the craft of writing. It is totally unfair for me to expect my husband to come into this situation at my level knowing everything that I know. Mm. I, I think those are the biggest things is just give them some grace and let them come alongside us. Uh, don't be short and say, oh, you just don't understand. Explain it to them. Let them mm. have the opportunity mm. to understand. Amen. Amen. It's that grace. God gives it to us. We're to give it to others, especially to those that are nearest and dearest to us, because we're together in this, together. Is there anything that either of you would like to add as encouragement to the, the spouse or to the writer before we close up? I think uh, on my side, I think to the spouse, I would say just a big overall, you know, it is both of your callings and it's, and your calling is partly to just support the primary person that the calling is upon, the one that's out front. Recognize in the end, you, you can criticize, you can, you can provide input and that kind of thing. But just remember, though, that that person that you're supporting knows more about what, what is being done technically than you do. Mm. And in the end, it's their decision to make. And you can talk till you're blue in the face if you disagree with what they're doing on, on something. But if they know all the information and they have a decision made, let them go with it. You know, they will make mistakes. They're human beings. And but it's OK. It's not it's never going to be a life altering mistake. It's part of the journey. And the the joy of being a part of that journey is is being a spouse and being able to support them. Hmm. One of the things I would say, too, is don't use your spouse or your family as an example without permission. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, as a writer, everything around me is fodder for what I'm writing. But I try to be very aware that not everybody wants to be that transparent. And so I would never share anything, really anything, without asking Kirk first. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's integrity and it's that um, safety factor. You're, you're one, you're together. Home is where you go after everything else is done. 
home needs to remain safe. It needs to be that place mm. where even the writing can be put to the side, the business can be put to the side, and the two of you come together collectively and have that intimate relationship between you and to love on one another and to love God together. And that comes with making sure each one feels safe. So excellent advice, guys. Very yeah. good. And make it fun. Aww. You know, it is fun. It's fun to be together and to serve together. Mm. And even when it gets uh, a little dicey, let's let's make it fun. So that can be part uh, of the writer's mission statement. Insert fun here. Make yeah. sure it's fun. You know, <laughs> and we've got to intermittently. It's like Ellie who would set up my calendar for me and I'd look at my phone and it would say, consider eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, she knows me. I have to remind myself. So sometimes when we have this situation, consider joy. Bring the joy in, baby. Got to have the joy. Got to have that in there. All right. Y'all yeah. have done a fabulous job. So what are, what are the listeners going to receive? What are they going to find down in our show notes? Uh, they are going to find how to help your spouse be supportive. So that's a PDF. And from the writer's perspective, how to help your spouse be supported, not how to tell your spouse to be supported, but it's that help thing. We're going to encourage one another. So this is really good. We have several links in the show notes. I tell you, I've just been tickled having y'all here and such a joy and such a blessing. And I know you both and I know that it works. What you're sharing with us is what is working. And that's very valuable. So thank you, Edie and Kirk Melson. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you very thank you. much. Thank you, friends. Thank you for joining us. And please take a moment, if you would, to share this podcast with another writer or two, three, 12, however many you want to share. I will put a limit on that. Give us a star rating. Post an episode review. What about on this one? If this really touched you in a certain way, what did you walk away with? We'd love to hear it. And then also take a moment and hit subscribe, hit follow, whatever your podcasting platform allows you to do. I don't want you to miss any of our episodes. And my friend, I will tell you, I greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you choose to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.